City, what is going on, you crazy people? If you don't know what's happening right now, you're not a Blazer fan because right now the sky is falling, the world is burning. We're stupid, we're dumb, we're smart, we're the greatest team ever. We're we made the right choices, we made the worst choices. What are we doing? I don't know. That's everything we see. Everyone is everywhere, and we don't know what the hell's happening. Um, although I think we do know what the hell's happening, but. If you if you're, you know, looking on Facebook, if you're looking on Twitter, if you're looking on Reddit, if you're looking on um, some some different discords, you, you're going to see a lot of mixed emotions. So we're going to hop into this right now. I got Fawad with me here tonight. Fawad, how are you? I'm good. It's been a interesting uh, four or five days since the draft. A lot of thoughts. Um, I, honestly, I, I don't even know where to begin. Let's you start off with whatever you want to talk about. Yeah. So, well, I mean, needless to say, we uh, the NBA draft happened last Thursday. Um, for those of you that did join the watch party, I apologize. I was extremely sick. My daughter got me sick and uh, there was no way in hell I was able to sit at the computer and watch this draft. I had to lay down and watch it. So I apologize for not being in there and talking with you guys. But uh, there was a good there was a good amount of people in there when I looked a couple times. So I hope it, I hope the stream worked for everybody. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, but let's jump into the draft. We had the third pick. We had the 23rd pick and we had the 43rd pick in the second round. Per our past two podcasts, both of you, both you and I were in agreement that we probably should just use that pick if Scoot's available or if Brandon Miller was available and, uh, you know, start the rebuild process or at least you know, if not rebuild, you're using that pick still. Um, we didn't think that there was any kind of trade that was going to amount to anything worth giving up the third pick. So I actually did. I, I did think we were going to trade it. So I was, I was, Oh, you did think we were, uh, huh. Oh, I had a feeling oh, we were actually, um, the day of, I kind of, you know, it felt like, I, okay, I, I understood we weren't trading it, but as of, I think our last podcast, I think I ended off saying, I do think we're going to trade it. Yeah, I mean, Which was about two weeks ago. It it would have been it, it. It sounded like from what what we heard from the rumors, and mm-hmm. they're just rumors, so we don't know. It sounded like there was just never really a a good offer. The one offer that you know a lot of us were excited for with Siakam kind of got shot down because Siakam came out and said he will yeah. not resign with anybody. So it would make no sense to trade your third pick for one year. Yeah, with him. when that when that report came out, I was like, oh, okay, we're keeping it. Yeah, um, which that seemed like the most likely trade out of all the trades we heard. That was like the most likely one to happen. So when that came out, it kind of made sense to not go with that trade. Um, so for those of you who did not get to see the draft and somehow don't know what happened, um, the obviously Webb and Yama went first. Uh, no brainer there. Um, and then it came down to Charlotte and it was, you know, they were flip flopping between Scoot and Brandon Miller and. I think always it was going to be Brandon Miller, but there Scoot was such a crazy prospect too that you know it. I could have seen them going that route too, but uh, 
Charlotte made the decision to take uh, Brandon Miller. And then with about a minute and a half, maybe two minutes off the clock for our pick, we put our pick in for Scoot Henderson. So for those of you that don't know, we have a 6'3 point guard who has seven foot long wingspan arms is um, if you look at him compared to Damian Lillard, which Damian Lillard was 23, 24 when he entered the league and Scoot is 19. If you looked at these two side by side, you would think that Scoot was 24 and Damian was 19 because Scoot is just cut diesel like (laughs) he is just. The dude is ripped. I mean, he looks like a grown ass man. Um, yes, he's six three, but he definitely doesn't play six three. Um, what was your first thoughts when you when we finally knew Brandon Miller got taken? We knew we were probably going to use the pick. What was your thoughts? Uh, I had a lot of mixed emotions. Um, so when I was still, you know, expecting the uh, a trade until like about two days before before the draft but even then i was like maybe there's a slim chance you know school might still get traded like after the draft is over now that we have that like the shinier prospect of the two um obviously that didn't happen but i was also excited because uh you know scoot is like scoot is supposed to be the superstar um i think i said it in one of the earlier episodes i didn't look into this draft as at all because in my mind we were trading the pick so i don't know too mm-hmm. much about him or like i didn't before the draft even now i've only looked at a few highlights um but i like i, I had heard the hype so i was like i was excited because of the hype i was like you know people have said he would go number one in pretty much any other draft uh like the hype around him was crazy so i was like if he lives up to that we could have you know a future superstar so that that really got exciting for me um then this wasn't just me but everyone was talking about a backcourt of scoot and sharp that was really exciting to me i thought you know those two at the one and the two that could be like really fun really interesting so i you know i, I started to get more and more excited but then you know i would come crashing back down because we still have dame we can't you know we can't properly rebuild while he's still here so it's just been a lot of back and forth between being excited that you know we have these this potential superstar versus conflicted that we're kind of trying to do this two timeline thing versus I'm still like, is, you know, if there is still some trade out there, do we still, you know, do we still trade scoop? Probably not. But like, if something comes up, like, do we consider it? I don't know. So it's just been, it's just been a lot of mixed emotions. Mostly good though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, it's a tough pill to swallow because you don't once again, we're, we're still feeling like we don't know which way we're heading. Are we going in the direction of rebuild? Or are we going in the direction of contending? We'll get to that in a little <laughs> bit. Um, but but no, Scoot was such a good pros- prospect that you you can't pass him up unless it's for like, a, you know, such a clear cut good trade, you know, like you just you just can't. And. And there wasn't the offers out there worth trading that pick. And I'm sure Dame, I'm sure, you know, that night Dame's not very happy. Um, But I think also Dame's probably smart enough to understand we can't just trade the pick because we want to, you know, it's the same situation we have with CJ. We can't just trade CJ because we need to trade CJ. We have to get a good return for it. And I don't think there was a good return for it. Um, So for those of you that do not know Scoot, um, like I said, he's 6'2" um crazy long arms he's a lot of people compare him to Russell 
Russell Westbrook. Um, and 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 if we're being honest, that's my best comparison to from the stuff that I've watched of him. So it's funny that we go from hating. <laughs> We go from hating Russell Westbrook to now drafting a player that's exactly like him and we're going to end up loving it. And it's not we didn't hate Russell Westbrook because of the way he played. We just, you know, we we know why we didn't like Russell Westbrook. But um, he played in the G League for two years. He graduated high school early. So he he uh, graduated when he was 17 so he could play in the G League an extra an extra year. So he was playing against semi pro two professional players for two years, which is which is good. That's good for him. That's good development. Um, last year, he averaged 30 minutes a game. He averaged almost he averaged 16 and a half points, shot 42, 43 percent. Um, he's not the greatest shooter. So like Westbrook, the three point ball is something he's going to have to develop if that's something he wants to develop. Um, he can knock down shots, but it's, I mean, he shot 27 and a half percent from three last year. So not, not good at all. Um, but we're not necessarily drafting him for his shooting. We're drafting him for his playmaking ability. He averaged almost seven assists. He averaged five rebounds, um, one steal, almost one block a game. He's a very, very, very active defender. Um, he, he's going to come in and he's going to help away right, right away on defense. I mean, he is a very good defensive player. Um, and, and he's a super freak athlete, not to the point I would say probably sharp where he can't jump as high as sharp can, but I mean, he definitely can explode to the basket, dunk, create, create it for himself. Um, but I think his, his bread and butter is going to be defense and you know kind of kind of that russell westbrook driving to the basket and either creating for somebody else or you know dunking or trying to get a a layup and who knows he's 19 he still could grow he still could grow so i don't think he probably will but that's possible but one other thing i wanted to add before i throw it back to you at one point they did play um victor webinyama's team and it was a fun game. It was a good game. I did watch a little bit of it. I mostly watched the highlights. Um, but there was multiple times that Scoot finished over Webinyama, either you know by an acrobatic layup or just going straight to the to the rack and scoring. So he's not intimidated by t- people that are taller than him. So that's a good thing. And he definitely does not have fear. There was a couple step backs that he hit on on Webinyama. Um, so. He's he's going to be he's going to be something special. He is going to be something special. Um, if, for those of you that didn't get to watch the draft, he had a pretty, pretty insane little outfit on. He he was all diamond out, almost as insane, almost as insane as a uh, what's his name? Grady Dick from Kansas wearing the all red ruby slipper looking outfit. But uh, yeah, I, I think Scoot's going to be good for us. I'm excited to see what he can do for us. I'm excited to see what we do with this team. Um, is there anything else you want to add on Scoot? Um, nothing specifically on Scoot, but like you mentioned, he went to G League instead of college. And, you know, they've only been doing that program for like, what, I think three, maybe four years now. And I'm like, I'm personally a believer in it. Like, I don't think there's been a lot of success so far yet because like all the players are still like in their first two, three years. But like these guys, mm-hmm. instead of playing with college guys where there's maybe like one you know, NBA caliber player on the team 
um, you know, they're playing with a lot of guys who are who were in the NBA, like like they have teammates who were vets in the NBA who had long careers. They're playing against other people. Some of them are rookies who are in the NBA. Some of them are, you know, people who are, you know, they're grown men that you're playing against. So I think that's a much better developmental opportunity than playing in college. And I think uh, I just looked it up right now. There's only been uh, six players who you know who been drafted from the G League Ignite so far. So again, not a big sample size. But, you know, Jalen Green, he was the number two pick. He's been pretty decent so far in the league. Kaminga as well, he's been he's been all right. You know, like these guys, I think, you know, I think it's a good developmental opportunity. And if given more time, you know, I, th- I think it will be, it will show that it would, it's better for, you know, for these prospects to go there than college. So the fact that Scoot went there and even if his numbers were a little bit underwhelming, I think the fact that he was playing against grown men is something to consider, and he, his game might translate a little bit better. He might be more NBA ready quicker than a lot of the other players. So I think that's something to consider as well. For sure, his shooting needs to get better. That is that is a concern for sure. But you know, I, from what I've seen from him, I like his I like his attitude. I like his mentality. I think it's something that he will work on, and it's you know it's not out of the question for him to improve his shot. I think people do kind of uh they kind of underestimate how long it takes you know for most people it takes like you know probably half their career to become good shooters so it might it might be like five six years for him for scoop but like it's you know he can become a good shooter and like you said he's an insane athlete like the pictures i've seen of him he's you know he he's probably more athletic than half the guys in the league right now and not just half the rookies like half the nba players and he's like strong too so uh i'm excited to see him play in the nba i'm excited to have him on the team um and i guess we'll kind of segue into the next thing i'm just not excited about the position we're in right now i want us to pick pick a side you know if we want to rebuild great i'm all for it i like i love our team our young core i think we have an exciting team that we can build on if we want to contend you know i'm sure we can get some good 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 players we can build a you know a second round team maybe a western conference finals team i don't believe we can build a contender but i am personally happy watching our team you know get to the get to the western conference finals if we're able to do that that'll be an exciting season for me i'll be happy with that but this thing where it's dame and a bunch of 19 20 year olds that's not gonna work that even if we trade him for you know one or two old vets who are just decent role players that's not gonna work we need a team where there's like you know at least half the rotation are established vets who have been in the league for a few years who are you know ready and able to contribute you know to a playoff team so i don't know what we're gonna do actually i i do have my theories but so far it looks like from the reports the direction seems to be they're kind of trying to work this all together and maybe just pick up a couple vets through free agency and maybe through trades i don't know how i feel about that but some of the rumors seem to indicate that's what we're trying to do uh that i wouldn't be too excited for but you know a lineup of if we trade a dame a lineup of scoot sharp um you know, maybe Nasir Little, Jabari Walker, like these are guys like I would be excited about. I would have fun watching every single game. So I don't know what's gonna happen, but as long as we pick a side, I'm happy. 
Yeah, I mean, I think we might need to change our <laughs> podcast name to Pick a Damn Side because it's like all we ever talk about, it seems like. There's is no just wrong answer side. except like, not picking We've a been side. saying this for, yeah. Yeah, the one wrong answer is the one they keep picking. It's just, just choose one. Like, if you want to rebuild, rebuild. You have good assets to do it, and you're going to get even better assets with trading Dame. If you want to build around Dame, then you have to use these young assets that we have, and we have to build around Dame. We can't keep using our young assets and hoping that they just turn into Michael Jordan overnight because it's not going to happen. But um, before we go into all that, I just want to add, we had two other all picks. Right. We drafted Chris Murray, who is brothers, who is a twin brother to Keegan Murray. They look like yeah. identical. I believe they are identical twins. They are. <laughs> they don't well, I guess be, they're twins, so they have to be identical. No, that they, they could be Pretend like I didn't say that. They are, That's they true. They don't have to be, yeah. but yeah. They look like you could switch Keegan Murray and put us <laughs> put them on our team. We probably wouldn't know the difference. Like they look exactly the same. Um Chris Murray had a pretty good college career. He he's a high scorer. He I mean he yeah. was like his brother in college. They both were very good on Iowa. Um they made Iowa very good. Um, so I actually think that was a very, 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 very good pick. I thought we were going to just trade that 23rd pick to Chicago and just free up our other first for the, you know, for the rest of our life. But I actually am happy we didn't trade that pick because Chris Murray is a very good pick. Um, he's a forward. He very well could, you know, get some minutes right off the bat if we weren't. (laughs) Well, nah, no, let me take that back with keeping Dame. This whole thing was in my head. We were not be keeping Dame. So with us keeping Dame, I mean, he probably honestly, won't get a lot of minutes. I could see it. Like, he's definitely got, uh, you know a fair amount of minutes last year. That's true. That's true. That's true. Um, and then with our second round pick, uh, with the forty third pick, we put we picked Ryan Rupert. Um, he's from France. He's good friends with Batum. Um, I don't know a lot about him, um, other than that he's friends with Batum and some people are saying it was actually a really good pick and he he uh he could develop into a pretty decent player so do you uh, have anything no, to add on either of those guys covered Chris and I don't have any thoughts on uh, sorry I already forgot the other guy's name Rupert I think it was yeah um Ryan yeah I remember Rupert, scouting yeah. Chris Murray a little bit last year and I liked what I saw obviously he's probably not going to be as good as Keegan but I think for the twenty third pick, I think that's one of you know that's about about as good as of a, about as good of a player as he can pick. Yeah, and he he could develop into a very good player. Um, he definitely I, has I the do, assets. Sorry, too. just a quick note. But uh, I do let's kind get of into that. Uh, the the Kings oh, fans yep, were yep. so mad on draft night because they had the next pick and they wanted Chris and Keegan to you know play together. So like, they if I was in this situation, I'd be furious, but you know I'm, I'm thankful that we did get him instead that would be pretty crazy that'd be two twin brothers on well i guess they're well there's yeah, mark and the marcus were on a team point. at one point together caleb so, yeah. and cody martin were also together yeah so uh let's oh that's a good point that's a good point yes yeah. so yeah there's it's crazy how many twins there are right now um but let's get into this pick a damn side guys let's just just pick a side. We don't care. We're like half the fan base has already like, like accepted the fact the, we're trading. Majority of them. Have so like it, it can't get much worse. Yeah. I mean, honestly, yes. And, and I mean, me and you both have already beaten this horse, you know, dead multiple times. I think at this point we have to, it's the, it's the right move 
as a Portland Trailblazer, as a Portland Trailblazer fan and not a Portland Dame Blazer fan or whatever the people are <laughs> saying. I keep seeing Dame Blazers. So I, saw, I love um, Dame. We all really love Dame. I, I saw a tweet. I normally just, don't like uh, John Holl- Hollinger, Hollinger, however you pronounce it. But uh, he had a tweet where it's like, uh, have you have you ever known a couple that all your friends thought should break up, but neither of them wanted to be the bad guy and and do it, so they just kind of dragged everything on and on. And he he just throws in like I can't think of anything that I've, in the NBA that it applies to just a random thought that popped in my head. But he he's right, you know, like everyone around them knows they need to split up. They just it's it would be better for both sides for them to separate. Dane would have a better chance at a ring. We would be able to rebuild properly, give time to the young guys, you know. It just makes so much sense. You know, and and people say, I mean, obviously, obviously, I think if you ask any Blazer fan, if we were guaranteed to win a championship with Damian Lillard, would you do it? Every single person would say yes. Like, if you could pick one player to win a championship, it's either Damian Lillard wins a championship or Scoot and Sharp and Simons win a championship. Every single person is going to pick Damian Lillard. It's not that we don't not want to win with Damian Lillard. I just I don't see a possible path for it to happen for us unless something crazy is in the works. But I just don't see how that's even possible. So it's not like it's not like us giving up on Dame. It's not like Dame giving up on us because we know that Dame doesn't want to leave. He's made it very clear he doesn't want to. He wants us to compete and he wants to try to win here. And everyone wants us to wants us to win with him. But, you know, people say if we trade Dame, that just shows that, you know, you're the greatest blazer of all time, a top 75 player of all time. You can't even, you know, show him loyalty by you're trading him. And to that, I say. I think that's just a bunch of bullshit because you look at the contract we gave him. You tell me that's not us showing our loyalty to him. 200 and what was it? $250 million extension. Um, I mean, yes, players get paid a lot of money, but that's the, that's the franchise saying we are loyal to you, Damian Lillard. We are spending our money on you not on somebody else. We want you here for the next five years. And that's Dame as well saying, I want to be here for the next five years. I don't understand why people are mad that Dame may ask out. It totally makes sense why he would want to get out. Like if he does in fact ask out eventually, I'm not going to be at all mad at him that he did. He gave us 10 years of, crazy great games and great performances and literally gave us everything he had and we never really did anything for him other than give him what he deserved in money and that unfortunate unfortunately is going to bite us in the ass now and we will probably not ever have a championship with his name on it so how do you feel would you be mad if dame asked out not like would you all. be I'm mad at dame for asking out dame if you're listening to this like Give me Cronin's number. I'll ask out for you. Like just, you know, I always wanted Dame to win a championship in Portland. I still do, but it's not happening. So, you know, a couple years ago, I might have thought I'd rather have Dame retire here, even if we suck. But now that we're actually in this position and we suck, 
I just want Dame to get out and win a championship. I know, you know, a lot of people don't feel that way. I haven't mm-hmm. seen anyone say that they would, like, hate him for leaving, but I think a lot of people I've seen, like, they don't care where he goes. They just want us to get the best package, even if he's, even if he ends up on, like, the worst team in the NBA. I'm kind of, you know, I want to do right by Dame. Um, I want to send him to a team that he wants to go to and that has a chance, that has a chance to win uh, a championship. So, like, I'm definitely not going to be mad at Dame for asking you out. I think it's, you know, he, he gave the team a chance to build a contender they weren't able to do so they don't even seem like they want to it feels like they're kind of forcing his hand like <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy right dame is literally keep... telling him build a contender so we can so i can we stay keep... and we can try to win and we're still just we like keep mm, drafting these young guys the and then round, trading the guys big... we do have for like second rounders it's just we're not we don't seem serious. It seems like we're like people joke about it, but it seems like we're trying to force Dame out because we don't want to. Like the team doesn't want to be the bad guys, so they're kind of trying to, you know, force his hand, which I still think is not, not true. But it does. It, it it sounds. I mean, I f- yeah, I feel like you're even more of a bad guy if you're forcing your player to ask out instead of just just saying, you know what. Clearly, it's not going to work here with us. We want you to be successful. Let's move you somewhere that we think you can be successful while still getting good assets back. If you're just like trying to like piss off Dame enough to make him ask out, that's almost that's worse. And my I, uh, that's worse. I have than a just conspiracy theory that I don't necessarily believe, but it's definitely crossed my mind. I think uh, last year, like when they were in basically the exact same situation again. Uh, I think the elder had the conversation, and Dame was like, "This is, you know, this is my last year. If we, if we are not a contender, I want out next summer." And now that you know they're here, they're kind of don't want to make it seem like he's asking out, and they want to kind of like they're letting the team kind of take the blame, and they're kind of saying that you know Dame wanted the pick traded, and then they didn't listen to him. When it's po- it's a possibility that Dame already knew in advance that they weren't going to trade him, uh, trade the pick, and that they were agreeing that after the after free agency opens, they'll be they'll spin this narrative that they're not happy or Dame's not happy with the direction of the team, and then they'll trade him to where he wants to go. So you know it's all kind of like a manufactured storyline type of thing. I don't necessarily believe it, but I do think there's a non-zero possibility that this whole storyline around the third pick was, you know, not real and they always plan on keeping it. But anyways, I think like I I feel like there's a lot of smoke this time more than more than usual about Dame asking out. Um even though he did very recently say himself that he's he he'll start the season as a blazer uh but i feel like there's just there's just so much talk that i think this 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 might be the last time this might be like real and i if you ask me right now i don't think dame starts the season as a blazer i think he's gone this summer yeah i'm not like oh, i'm not gonna you bet, bet my life on it or anything starts. but if i had to pick one i, th- I think he leaves before the season starts Well, and, and you know what? Let me just put this out here. This is obviously very premature, very early. There's still a lot to happen. Who knows what can happen? Um, 
it's just it's what we've been saying for at least a year and a half now. Just pick a side and do it. Like just do it. We don't we're ready. Pull the band-aid off. Trade Dame if that's what it is. Rip the band-aid. We're ready. We can accept it. We can handle it. If it turns into a Clyde Drexler where we trade him and he goes and wins somewhere else, I promise you there will be more Blazer fans happy with Dame winning in another and another team than back then when Clyde won for another team. That's totally, totally different feeling when it comes to Dame and Clyde. And I just rip the bandaid and do it or really commit. And Scoot has to, if you're committing to Dame, then Scoot, I, I just don't, I don't see it. I don't see how, if you're committing to Dame, you have Scoot, Simons and Sharp. I don't understand how you have a roster with those three guys if you're committed to Dame and trying to win now. If anyone else can 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 shed light on how that makes you shows you're committed to Dame and trying to win now, please tell me because I don't understand how it is. I don't Jabari Walker, Trendon Watford, all young guys that could develop into good players. That doesn't help us right now this year. I just don't get it. So everything points to I we need like to just not even gonna start be, over. Actually, quickly, and that's um, fine. Even if we trade like Simons and just Simons, I think that's still not enough. Like, let's let, let's say we got Siakam for Simons, right? We have our entire no, bench not. is either rookies or second year players. We'd we'd be starting either Sharp or Scoot, who's another either rookie or second year player. Yes. We don't have a small forward, just period, which has been an issue for what twelve years now, probably. Um. Uh, but yeah, uh, sorry, what was the last thing you just said? Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, you're gonna have, if you're, if you're trying to build around Dame, Simons and Scoot or Sharp have to go. One of those two two have to go. go. Like, you have to have two of them gone, if not all three of them gone. At that point, if if two of them need to go, that you're, you're trading two important assets. So do do you want to do that for a chance at... Definitely not a chance at the finals. A chance at the at the Western Conference finals, maybe. Uh, whereas if you rebuild, you already have, you know, the hardest part of the rebuild is the guy with superstar potential. We already have that in Scoop. We have another guy with possibly all star potential in Sharp. We've done the hard part of a rebuild. It would take like two or three years. You know, obviously it's the best case scenario, but. I don't think if we do everything right, it could we could be back in the playoffs within two to three years if we uh, rebuild properly. We have the the one and the two potential stars. Um, then we have a couple other young guys who could become good rotation players in Trendon, in Jabari, in Nasir Little. Like half of our rebuild is already done. We just need two more years of tanking, and we have not even tanking, just developing our young guys who we already have. And we'll be back in the playoff time. Uh, we'll be back in at least the playoff, play in, play in playoff hunt. Uh, but if Dame's there, first of all, we're wasting two years of his career that he doesn't have to waste, and we're also not letting the young guys get. Uh, you know, they're, we're, they're not going to get the chance to shine and to to make the mistakes and to learn from them that they would on their own team. So mm-hmm. it's it's just so simple. <laughs> yep. And then you're kind of you're behind the eight ball at that point. Once Dame does finally hit that decline or decide we we move on from him, you know, two years from now. And now you have Sharp, who's been in the league like kind of like Simons for three, four years and hasn't really played very much and hasn't been 
the you know main person and then you have scoot who's been in the year in the league for two three years and hasn't really been the main person so then you're kind of messing with their development because of that let's let's talk real quick before we wrap this up let's talk real quick about the rumors that we've been hearing so obviously dame and his agent had a meeting with joe cronin the it came out what i saw was Joe Cronin is and the Blazers are still committed to Damian Lillard. They're trying to build a championship team for Damian Lillard. The same same stuff we've been hearing, right? Then it then the rumors come out. Well, we're going to try to re-sign Grant. We're going to go after the new rumor right now is Draymond Green. Um, so let me ask you this. Our roster with Jeremy Grant, Draymond Green. That's the only move. Do you feel made. like that makes us a contender? Yeah, I think I saw that too. Right First now, all, all like, I've heard so far is Draymond no Green is the next get player we go at. Like a zero point zero percent possibility. But sure, for hypotheticals, for you know, for fun, does that make us a contender? I don't think so because Draymond is valuable in the playoffs. He doesn't do much in the regular season. We haven't been able to make the playoffs in the regular season. We might, you know, we might be able to sneak in as an eight seed next year, if if that happened, and you know, well, we making the well, think about this. You add Draymond Green last yeah. year to our no. team. Does that make us that no, much? You need, yeah, like does that you, make us that much better? You would need with Draymond and probably two because more. We guys, essentially have the two same more starter, team starter caliber players before, uh, before you know mm-hmm. we're. Like we're we're at a level that Damian wants to be at, you know. Um, but I know that you're not a big Draymond fan. I know most Blazers fans aren't Draymond fans, but I, you know, I think he's. I I'm very high on him. I think he's all t- like all, all time. I think he's higher than Clay. Uh, I I just think he does a lot of things that are really important to the team, and yeah, he brings that like he he brings that mentality and that that you know that dogness or whatever uh to the team and i think that's something that we definitely would need and we would appreciate but he's like the final piece you get when you have everything else he's not the we don't have the everything else we have dame we have grant we would have dream on and that's it like everyone else is average at best on, on the rest of the team we would need multiple other guys for dream to be able to shine I will not I will not deny that what Draymond Green brings is the the toughness, the defensive focus, the intensity. I will not deny that. My my biggest thing with Draymond Green is I think he is so like if you have him in a game where there is no bias towards players, teams, past history of how a player plays, I think Draymond Green fouls out in 10 minutes. Has, has you know, if he's not on the Warriors, he has two, three assists because there's no, you know, there's not dudes that are just hitting threes constantly and spotting up and running around like crazy. I mean, I will not doubt that his defensive intensity is great. His, he has very good vision. Like that, those are all things I, I will say. I just think he is so, he gets away with so much because of his. Like, I mean, if you just think about like, imagine Simon's yelling at refs like at like like the next game we play, 
Simons yells at a ref the way Draymond Green yells at a ref. Simons is tossed out of the game. They just it's it's just his and and he deserve like he's worked his way to earn that I guess and that's that's my that's my take that's why I don't I can't stand him if he's on our team obviously I'm not going to root against him but I just I think he I feel <laughs> I, I feel of, like I don't know I just I can't stand him I can't stand him. I thought of Simon's uh, but showing I, I get it I do enough get it. emotion I do to yell at refs is hysterical to me. <laughs> Ugh. I just picture I picture Simon's talking with just like like on helium like that's how I just picture him like when he yells like I just it's like helium just high high squeaky little just yell and it's like yeah I just he's got the green has the uh, resume to be able to do that stuff and he gets away with it and yes there's been times where it's cost Golden State um, I think a lot of people will agree that they think Golden State lost that one championship because of him being suspended that one game for the technical foul issues. Um, <laughs> who knows that that whole stat was all crazy, but still defense is our biggest issue. Obviously we are, I think last I heard when at the draft, we were the third worst team defensively. Doesn't matter how many good players you have on your team. If you can't play defense, granted we made good picks when, and scoot and Murray. Um, those are, those are pretty good defensive players. But let me just put this out there. This is my last thing I'll say on this. I see a lot of people talking about, you know, like if if we have Dame, Matisse Thibel, Jeremy Grant, Siakam, all the, you know, like just naming all these different players, right? Any starting lineup that has either Cam Reddish, Thibel, either of those two as your starting player, you're you're like we're we're hurting already. Not to mention all the young people that we have. Um, I think Sharp can be a, a fairly good defensive player. I don't think he's going to be a great defensive player, but I think he can be a, a. He'll be able to hold his own. I would much rather see Sharp at the two than the three, but uh, um, we might be seeing Sharp at the three a lot more because of the issues with you know having Simons, having Scoot, having Dame, having Sharp. Um, so who knows? Um, and then one last thing I wanted I to add: I too. saw something today about. The Clippers making Norman Powell available in Portland was interested. How freaking funny would it be if we ended I up having to give up a first round pick for Norman Powell when we Norman gave Powell him? And I'm ready to go again, but I'll try to keep it short. Keon. Norm next to Dame was such a good fit, and he would still be such a good fit that if we do decide to keep Dame and we, you know, we try to build around him, one of the trades that I was thinking about, I don't. I don't know if the Clippers agreed it. Probably not. But I would probably want to trade Nurk and like a second rounder or even like a pick swap for for Norm. And I think, you know, that already makes our team so much better. And then trade Simons for a center or, or a small forward. I feel like that would balance our team out so much better. But I like I still love Norm. I would happily welcome him back to the team. He should never have left in the first place. Nope. No, and then one one last thing I want to add. Yeah. Talking about rebuilding. Sorry. If we're going to rebuild, then you can kind of take chances on players. Well, um, depends, you can take a chance on DeAndre on at that how, point. How we give up Maybe he it does. He just needs a change of scenery. Well, yeah. So there was talks of um, 
Phoenix needing a third team in the Philadelphia trade, you know, like that's something that you can hop in and try to be facilitate a three team trade to for us to land Aiton because Philadelphia didn't want Aiton. And, you know, if you're willing to rebuild, giving him two, three years to try and see what he can do on a different team. That's basically- and he's still young. I think he's only 24. Like that's that's when you can take a chance. Like keeping Dame and taking a chance on him is not smart. But if you're giving up Dame, exactly you know, what, and you're rebuilding anyways, Collins, taking a chance like, on him, I of, wouldn't have an issue. He with Kind him of that fizzled point. out in Atlanta, uh, partly because of the injury. But they're taking a chance on him. Yes. Who cares if he's paid like what almost thirty million? Like they're yes. rebuilding team. They're not doing anything with that money anyways. Take a chance on a guy who was, you know, pretty pretty good, at least a high level starter in, in his mm-hmm. first couple of years and see if yep. you can get back to that form. Like you can you can you, a second rounder, a second in Rudy Gay. And That's and it. what did they get for him? Like what was it? It was yeah, a second so if you and can what? get Aiden for a second rounder, sure. And Rudy Gay, am That's I right. So first? Nothing. No way. At Nurk, I would. Simons, I'd be a little bit hesitant, but if, you know, if they can throw would something you trade else Nurk or for him? another team throws in something else, then sure. Yeah, I mean, if you're rebuilding, then you have you have the luxury no. of taking chances on some of these players. Um, I think some people wanted Carl Anthony Towns. To me, he's a little bit older, so it doesn't really fit the timeline. So I wouldn't want to do Towns, but I would take a shot with Aiton. Whereas I wouldn't take a shot if we we're keeping Dane with Aiton. Like to me, that doesn't make sense. So, for those of you that want Aiton, that's my scenario where I think we could go after Aiton. Is if we were to rebuild, then you take a chance on him, and if it works out, it works out, and then he, he fits in with the timeline of Sharp and Scoot. And if it doesn't work out, well, we wasted three years that we weren't going to be doing anything. Uh, anyways. No, but when is free agency? Uh, do you have anything else you want to talk about? Yeah, I think it's only like three or four days. So that is something to keep an eye uh-huh. on. Let's look. Let me pull it up real quick. Yeah. June 30th. Friday, June 30th. So yes, this Friday. We are about to... We're going we're gonna to know real quick what, what the hell's going on. We're going to know if I, uh, Jeremy Grant's going to probably be the very first thing we hear about. I don't know. Us re-signing him. Or him going somewhere else? No, no. I, I mean, need to say if we don't actually, resign don't Jeremy Grant, do you even see work like that? Dame staying after that? Um, uh, I to think me, the default would be Jeremy Grant staying, and then if Dame leaves, it's a question about whether Grant stays or not. Um, but really quickly, I think that that's true. I think what's going to happen. My prediction, my bold prediction, is. The first four or five days of free agency goes by. I think we sign someone with our MLE. We maybe make like one minor trade for a bench player. And then, you know, after those four or five days, I think it comes out that Dame's unhappy with, uh, you know, with our moves. And then I think he'll, he'll ask for a trade. That's my very bold prediction. I actually would I like to see more of Keon, but yeah, be traded. Scoot, I don't think he's going to be on our Simons, team much longer. Is, there's no room for him. Yeah. Okay, well, coming. everybody brace yourself. Three more days. Doom, Doom Day may be coming very soon. Um, 
wet winter is coming. Um, I you just brought up, but brought this up and I know you talked about this in Discord. If anyone has not watched Ted Lasso, oh, no, yeah, that okay. is one of the greatest shows that's ever been out. I watched it a couple. <laughs> I've watched it three times, and the first and and the in a span the of first two, two months, seasons, so I think are absolutely it is without a doubt one of my favorite of any shows. show ever. So if you guys have not watched Ted Lasso, watch but it. It's whatever. Yep. Yep. Okay, guys. We are we're gonna know real soon here. Um what's <laughs> what's the plan? So everybody buckle up. It's gonna be a bumpy ride, but we're we'll make it out at the end either way. Uh, we're Blazer fans, so as always, Rip City, baby. <laughs>